This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we're starting a little late today, uh, about 15 minutes late. We had a little computer issue, got it all figured out. But you know what that means, Ironhead? Disaster. (laughs) Oh, my God, it crashed. The world is coming to an end. What are we going to do? This whole, this show, this, this, everything, it's all just gone to crap and we're all going to die. Cats and dogs are sleeping together. What are we going to do? I got a question for you. When's the last time Joe Biden did any event that went off on time? It, it doesn't happen. Never. I mean, I've seen lots of big events, big press conferences, announcements, campaign announcements that start 15 minutes late. And I sat here yesterday in front of the same computer waiting for uh, Ron DeSantis' announcement. I waited, oh, an extra 15 minutes while they worked out the kinks. And then he went ahead, read his statement, took questions, announced his candidacy. And I said, that was fine. That was different. And, you know, 10 minutes later, he was on Fox News with Trey Gowdy. Then he was on Mark Levin. And now he will be on every show that that calls and invites him uh, in his campaign has begun. We've been waiting a long time for it, but finally it's begun. We get to see the ads. We get to look forward to the debates. You know, if Donald Trump is, uh, is, has the guts to go ahead and debate him, those will be good. But this idea that somehow Ron DeSantis' campaign just self, self-immolated on Twitter is so absurd. I can speak from as someone who was there, who sat through it, who watched it. I didn't think anything of it. I expected glitches. I expected a delay. There was 700,000-something people on there. I mean, I was a little surprised Elon Musk didn't figure this out in advance, have it ready to go flawlessly, but so what? It was, it was a little weird. It was supposed to be weird. It was unconventional. It was different. Would he have been better off just holding a rally in New Hampshire or in Iowa or in Orlando or Tampa? Sure, uh, in retrospect, if he did it the conventional way. But he's tried something different. It was delayed for 15 minutes. So what? Here's how you know Ron DeSantis is a real candidate and a real threat. Is everybody's attacking him from all directions. If, uh, I don't know, Tim Scott or Nikki Haley had done this, no one would have thought anything of it. Everyone would have said, well, that was a little weird, but here we go. He's in the race. DeSantis does it, and we have memes from the former president, we have rockets exploding. We have a hashtag disaster spelt like DeSantis D E S A with the capital S that you're supposed to think this campaign is a disaster because it started on a Twitter space. Again, it was weird. I've never been on a Twitter space. I just logged on, clicked on, and there it was. It was strange that there was no video to go with the audio and it was, it was a little strange to hear you know, Elon Musk's voice. But there was symbolism in this. People have to understand, a year ago, you couldn't do this. A year ago, you couldn't call Rachel Levine a man. You couldn't call a man a man, or you'd get kicked off Twitter. You couldn't question Dr. Fauci, that scoundrel. You couldn't uh, question the, the, the lab leak theory. A year ago... Twitter was a place uh, controlled by leftist authoritarians where, where conservatives were not allowed to speak, where uh, you couldn't report the news, you know, like the laptop, if it reflected poorly on Joe Biden or the FBI or, or, uh, or Fauci or Walensky. Um, it, was, it was the home office for censorship. And now it's not. Now it's the only place for free speech and open debate. That's why DeSantis went there. It was almost like a, a celebration of free speech of, of a, of a new medium. Um, again, he could have done it conventionally and then everyone would have said, I don't know. It was a boring speech. It was the same old thing. It wasn't, there'll be plenty of rallies. Hopefully there'll be plenty of debates. I, I, I don't understand why anybody and everybody doesn't welcome the man into the race He's got a lot to offer. He's been an incredible governor. His timing is impeccable. We are in the middle of this culture war, and we will get to the latest on that. Here's the, here's the best thing. If you're Bud Light or your target and you're under the gun because of your ridiculous, woke, 
marketing strategy. Just wait a day. There'll be someone else to come along and take some of the heat off. I mean, it's not going to save Bud Light at this point, and hopefully it won't save Target. There's going to be real damage done to these corporations. But just wait a day. Every corporation has gone woke. They've all lost their minds. They're all um, uh, going with this strategy to placate the, the mob, the, the 0.01% of the country that is transgender. Those are the most, you know, those marginalized folks. They're the most privileged, protected people in the world. They always get their way. Uh, they have all the powers, all the levers of power supporting them. They have uh, the media, the politicians, George Soros, the human rights campaign. The, the, the corporations would rather face the wrath of their own customers than of these special interests of these crazy woke uh, organizations like the uh, human rights campaign, which gives them a grade on just how woke they are. But we'll get to that. We have, I think, I think we can agree, Ironhead, the most outrageous um, celebration of Pride Month from a co- major American corporation yet. I think... Well, it's going to be tough to top the L.A. Dodgers who are honoring guys who uh, who pretend to be Jesus on the cross, who mock Jesus on the cross. That guy is going to be honored as a hero uh, on the field at Dodger Stadium in a couple of weeks. It's hard to top that, but we do have one that is so insane that you, at this point we have to question the mental fitness of the marketing teams at these companies. It truly is bizarro world. Uh, we have a, uh, <laughs> we have perhaps the funniest gaffe from KJP, at least in my mind, I got a good chuckle out of it. And we have another hero, a, uh, a high school kid, a boy kicking ass in girls track and winning medals and doing interviews. And it just, just gets more ridiculous every day. And this kid, he's only a freshman, so he's going to be kicking ass and, uh, and, and stealing medals and cheating the girls out of lots of awards over the next few years. We'll introduce you to him and uh, um, we'll say farewell to Tina Turner, a person, a woman who I've never seen a video of or a picture of where she didn't have a big smile on her face. She looked like someone you just like to hang around. Great positive energy, great career. But uh, we'll get to all that and lots more on today's Callahan Show. But first, if you suffer from daily pain, I need you to listen to this message very carefully. As we age, aches and pains are normal, and we're all searching for an effective way to relieve pain, and safety is more important than ever. Let's be frank. We've all seen the horrors of the opioid crisis. You may even have been affected by it personally. And that's where groundbreaking medical scientist comes in, Clint Winters. You may have seen this world-renowned health expert featured in the national media as he unveiled a natural pain reliever that is taking the world by storm. Yes, I'm talking about Conolidine, Kono CB2, the 100% drug-free way to get full-body pain relief without dangerous meds. As you read this, Kono CB2 has become the go-to pain reliever for hundreds of professional athletes, tens of thousands of seniors, and the pain reliever of choice for the UFC. Clint explains how canolidine is the only compound on earth that optimizes your body's natural painkillers called endorphins at any age. When taken daily, your body will get back to relieving pain like you were in your prime in no time. And the reviews have been incredible. Thousands of others just like you tried virtually everything and have not felt this great in years. Best of all, Kono CB2 does not make you feel the least bit groggy. You feel great, alert, and ready to take on the day. And the very best news, Kono CB2 has no documented side effects after years in private testing. So whatever you do, make sure to visit TryCB2. That's T-R-Y-C-B2.com and check out Clint's amazingly informative report on how canolidine is changing lives by providing safe and powerful relief at one-tenth the cost of pain pills. Visit TryCB2.com to access the only canolidine product in the world. All right, let's get to the biggest disaster in uh, political history. Uh, uh, a 15-minute delay on a Twitter space announcement. Again, was this the best strategy? I don't know. I guess not. In retrospect, it gave his uh, detractors, his critics, lots of fodder to make fun of him and tell him what a disaster and make memes and all that. But I sat there. I heard it. 
I thought it went pretty well. I thought he read a statement that lasted, I don't know, 10 minutes. Then he took questions and he brought on some really interesting people. Now he was getting criticism because these weren't tough questions because these weren't, you know, real uh, critics. They were allies like Thomas Massey, the great Congressman from Kentucky who's already endorsed him. And he asked a question um, of, uh, of DeSantis, but um, when have you ever seen a campaign announcement, a campaign launch where you took questions from your harshest critics? Is, is that what Trump did? Is that what Biden did? Is that what, you know, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy did? Of course not. Why, why was he supposed to stack the audience with critics? He, he went to, Guy like Jay, I think his first question, or one of his first, was to Jay Bhattacharya, the doctor who's kind of the face of the uh, the authoritarian censorship of big tech, a respected, highly respected uh, uh, physician and authority on uh, on the vaccines and the virus, who was blackballed during COVID. He brought Chris Rufo, another ally and a very important guy in the um, culture wars and he took questions and he talked, he talked about Bitcoin because that's what guys like Musk and the other uh, moderator, David Sachs wanted to talk about. Didn't talk. I don't think he even uh, mentioned Ukraine. Didn't mention Donald Trump's name, which is a strategy. I assume it is going to drive Trump nuts because Trump is obsessed with DeSantis. And I understand why. I mean, DeSantis is the biggest threat. But when when you see attacks of DeSantis online or on TV, on cable news, I think they focus on one great flaw that DeSantis has. And that would be he's a threat to Trump. Other than that, though, I mean, he's boring, they say. He doesn't have a great personality. Can we just stop with that right now? Our country is in a bad place. We have the worst president in American history. We have a corrupt criminal in the White House who has done everything in his power to destroy the country, whether it's open the southern border or uh, pumping you know, trillions into the economy, uh, creating inflation, whether it's crime in the inner cities, whether it's the endless war in Ukraine. We have one disaster after another under this man by design. By design, he has done, if you, if your goal was to destroy the country, you would do nothing different than Joe Biden has done. And we need new leadership. We need the clean house. We need someone to come in there and just, just disrupt the deep state, which Trump attempted to do for four years. You know, he did it with mixed results. He handed the country over to Fauci. You can only play that, uh, you know, cleaning the swamp, draining the swamp so much when you hand the country to Fauci and you promote Chris Ray. But anyway, we have major problems and we're going to sit here and say, I don't know if he's bubbly enough. I don't know if I'd like to have a beer with him. We have to stop that. You know what? People wanted to have a beer with, uh, you know, Barack Obama. How'd that work out? They wanted to hang with, you know, George Bush seemed like a nice guy. Mitt Romney, you know, nice guy, seemed like a regular guy. No, I mean, these, these would have been, they were disasters, Obama, Bush, uh, Romney would have been a disaster. You know, obviously Trump seems like a fun guy. I don't want a fun guy. I need someone to clean up the mess. I need someone smart and, and tireless to, to try to repair as much of the damage that Biden has done. And I think DeSantis is a great candidate. Again, we spent the last two years talking about how we can't have another 80-year-old president. And most Republicans are really pushing hard for another 80-year-old president. I'll say it, I'll say it every day. I will support Trump if he's the nominee, obviously. I'll be 100% behind him. I will vote for him again. But why not get younger? Why not get the Trump policies without all the baggage? This guy is an excellent candidate. I don't care if his announcement was delayed for 15 minutes on Twitter, how utterly, utterly irrelevant. The polls, as Trump is obsessed with, show Trump with a huge lead, 30, 35 points. Well, that's what happens when Trump spends $15 million on attack ads against another Republican, the best governor in the country, he has spent more 
This was uh, reported yesterday. He spent $15.2 million to stop DeSantis. He only spent $15 million in the midterms on his chosen candidates. In other words, he spent more trying to stop DeSantis before DeSantis even announced than he spent trying to get Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz and Doug Mastriano and, and General Bullduck and Adam Laxalt trying to get them elected. He spent less trying to get those people elected and win the Senate than he spent trying to stop DeSantis before DeSantis even announced. I'm telling you, this is going to be wild. I'm glad. I'm glad he's in. I'm glad we're going to have a fight. This is how it should be. We should have debates. We should have uh, press conferences. We should have these guys going at each other. I'm looking forward to at some point uh, DeSantis attacking Trump. It hasn't happened yet. It didn't happen last night on any the thing that I saw. It didn't happen on Fox News. It didn't happen in the Twitter space. But it has to happen eventually. And hopefully it will happen in debates. Trump is uh, not saying whether he will actually participate in the debates because Fox News, I believe, is hosting one of them. But he has to. I mean, he has to. How can you be big, brash, bold Donald Trump who scares everyone, who, you know, who belittles and comes up with nicknames for everyone and makes them shrink and then bow out a deba- uh, of a debate against disaster? against the sanctimonious he has to do it but anyway let's get to some of the highlights we got uh, what do we have here i know we have his announcement yep the uh, i mean we could play some of the uh sound from musk and others who were trying to uh, figure out the kinks I, I you know what i felt like to me it felt like every freaking zoom call that i've ever been on it, it felt like every time i go on newsmax including yesterday while I sat waiting to go on Newsmax for like a half an hour. And they finally went, Oh no, we don't have time. Sorry. And I'm going, okay. Everything in the zoom, you know, Skype StreamYard era has glitches. It felt like he was in a zoom meeting and someone was trying to figure things out and they eventually did. And they went ahead and did it. It was not a big deal. If someone tells you it was, if someone compares it to, you know, the space shuttle exploding that's because they don't like they don't like DeSantis that's all that's simple the the, the reaction and it's interesting because the reaction from the Trump people is the same as the reaction from you know MSNBC and and Joy Reid and every other crazy DeSantis hater out there because they all view DeSantis as the one big threat he's the one big threat to Trump and uh, by the way the people the MSNBC, the CNN, the Washington Post, the New York Times, they are rooting for Trump. They know DeSantis has a better chance to beat their guy, Joe Biden, or whoever steps in for Biden. Could be Kamala, could be Gavin Newsom. They know DeSantis is a more formidable foe than Trump, so they're quietly rooting for Trump and trying to stop DeSantis, just like the Trumpkins are. But And there's a great divide. I welcome it. I like it. But on uh, on our side... I mean, I'm getting attacked by people that, you know, they say, you know, usually we're on your side, but how can you do this to Trump? Do what? Have someone come in there and actually uh, challenge him? What the hell is wrong with that? We don't coronate kings in this country. We fight it out. Let them fight. As the old uh, meme says, let them fight. How can you not look forward to debates? DeSantis, 44 years old, Navy veteran. Harvard Law, Yale, smart, blue-collar guy, disciplined as hell, going against the uh, the tornado that is our forty-fifth president, the the vulgarian, the the brash, big, cocky. You know uh, that 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 that's going to be great. I look forward to it. Bring it on. Hopefully, they'll turn some of their fire on on Biden and company. But I'm looking forward to this as a as a political junkie, as a news junkie. How can you not enjoy this? I'm I'm into it. But anyway, what do we got from uh, the sanctimonious Ironhead? Uh, this is the uh, video he tweeted out as the spaces started or started stopped. So it's and the started. official launch video. Yep. Okay, we'll watch this and then we'll hear some of his uh, some of his takes, some of his answers, and and maybe some of the questions. And then he went on Fox News and he did a great job, by the way, with Trey Gowdy, which was a little weird. He went on Tucker's old spot. 
He went, he started on Tucker's new spot, which would be Twitter. And then he went on to Tucker's old spot, eight o'clock on Fox news. But then he went on with Mark Levin and he'll be everywhere now. And people forget how the announcement went, but let's watch how it all began. Go ahead. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet. And the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation. And common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. It's, it's just like the anti-Trump. It's disciplined, clean, um, straightforward. He did over an hour on Twitter and then, I don't know, a half hour on Fox News. I don't think he repeated himself once, which is so refreshing. As you know, Trump just repeats the same thing over and over and over again. He didn't mention Trump, which was interesting. He doesn't stutter, stammer. He loses way. It's so different than watching the buffoon in the White House right now just go through the motions. Wouldn't it be refreshing to have someone who's actually cognitively coherent, lucid, articulate, smart, disciplined? What the hell would be wrong with that? I'm sorry. I, I want to win. That's all. I want to win. As I've told people on Twitter, I've said on this show, I want to beat, I want to stop the lawless Biden regime. I want to stop the decline and fall of the once great empire. I want to beat them. You're telling me swing voters in Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, they're going to choose Trump and all Trump brings over DeSantis uh, as an opponent for Biden, DeSantis would destroy Biden in a debate. He destroyed Biden on the issues. Suburban women who bail, who hate Trump, I know some of them. They, they're irrational. They don't care that Trump has good policies, that he, he was good for this country and Biden's been a disaster. They don't care. They don't like him. They don't like his style. They're, you know, they, they operate on emotion. Lots of suburban white women. You might bring some of them back with Ron DeSantis, they're not coming back for uh, Donald Trump. They despise him and it's too bad. His policies would be better for the country. He, he would be much better for the country than four more years of Biden. Of course, I just want to win. You know, as a I just want to win. I look at uh, DeSantis and I say, DeSantis, 44, 45 year old against 82 year old Joe Biden. It's, it's a joke. He would walk the floor with them. It's a joke. And the media would have nowhere to go. We know where they're going to go with Trump. They're going to talk about January 6th. They're going to talk about classified documents. They're going to talk about Alvin Bragg and, and Jack Smith, the special prosecutor. And they're going to talk about all the criminal charges. It's mostly 99% garbage, but that doesn't matter. It's just going to give the media plenty of fodder and the Democrats to attack Trump from all different directions. That all goes away. If DeSantis is the nominee, Fauci, he no longer becomes a, 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 a problem. Fauci, uh, DeSantis was a hero during COVID. COVID's the issue. DeSantis wins every time. All that's gone. Christopher Ray, he said last night on, on with Trey Gowdy, he would fire him on day one. Donald Trump promoted Christopher Ray, the utterly corrupt, head of the FBI, who is withholding information about the bribes Joe Biden took while he was vice president, keeping it from uh, James Comer and the House Oversight Committee, doing what he always does, protecting Democrats. He gets fired on day one with Ron DeSantis. He's an issue during the campaign 
And what does Trump say? Yeah, I thought he was okay. Trump promoted him. Trump has been terrible at uh, personnel decisions. That is a fact. You don't hear a lot of leaks. You don't hear a lot of people bailing on Ron DeSantis. You hear, you don't hear, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, Bob, uh, Bill Bars and John Bolton's in the DeSantis camp. His people have been loyal and have been disciplined. But he went on Fox News. Obviously, it wasn't the announcement. The announcement was a disaster and rockets blew up and people died because he went on Twitter space. But then he went on Fox News and did a great job. I thought, talked about every issue. They went boom, 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 right down. They went to Ukraine, the border, you name it. And I don't think he said, you know, or like, or um, or repeated himself once. It was a really good back and forth with, uh, with Trey Gowdy. But uh, let's listen to a little bit of it. Well, first, I think what we need to do as a veteran is recognize that our, our military uh, has become politicized. Uh, you talk about gender ideology. You talk about things like global warming that they're somehow concerned. And that's not the military that I served in. We need to return our military uh, to focusing on uh, commitment, focusing on the core values and the core mission. That would be something that I could take care of on day one. Uh, there'll be a new sheriff in town as commander in chief. And I think you'll see recruiting start to get back to where it needs to be because people don't want to join a woke military. And I think it's been really, really problematic. Look, in terms of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, um, you know, I'd like to see a, a settlement of this. I do not want to see a wider war. I think it's completely unknowable what it will look like in January of 2025. Uh, but I would not want to see the United States with our troops uh, get enmeshed uh, in a war in Russia or in Ukraine. Good answer. I mean, it's going to be so, who knows what's going to be like in January, 2025, you know, it's a good chance Joe Biden will get us into world war three. It's a good chance. It'll escalate. We'll send them F-16s. We will go to war with Russia. Then what? Uh, he said he would like to see a settlement. Wouldn't we all? We know this war is insane. It's not winnable. We know it's a waste of taxpayer money. We know Joe Biden is compromised in Ukraine. And he said, I'd like to see a settlement. He didn't say I could get it done in 10 minutes. It'll be easy. I'll sit down 24 hours. I'll tell Putin, you stop. And you. I mean, I, I think Trump could get it done. Absolutely. In fact, my idea is President Ron DeSantis sending President Donald Trump over there to settle it. That will be Trump's role in the DeSantis administration. Probably won't happen because these two already hate each other and Trump is already losing his mind and putting out these ridiculous commercials. Did you see the latest one? It's like, oh my, old McDonald had a farm. And it goes, Ron DeSantis raised some taxes. It's like made by a friggin' sixth grader, but he's got the money. He's spending it all on attacking uh, DeSantis, although I will, I know you love this one, Ironhead. I will give him credit. Uh, they put out a mock Twitter spaces with, uh, he's got some smart people, some wise asses on his staff. From what I understand, Trump has a good staff, better than his previous two campaigns. And uh, they put out a fake Twitter. If you, if you didn't, uh, if you weren't on Twitter spaces, this, this is what it looked like. You had the faces, the little, uh, Profile pictures of various people, you know, Musk was on there, all kinds of media people were, you had you know, Laura Ingram and Dana Lash, she asked a question and she said, she said, you'll be on my radio show later. Uh, they were friendly people on the Twitter spaces, friendly people asking questions and people were like, well, there weren't any tough questions. Who said, I mean, he'll get plenty of tough questions and unlike Joe Biden, he'll answer them. But anyway. Trump puts out a fake Twitter spaces with uh, some of the avatars on there. He's got, uh, he's got Musk on there. He's got uh, Hitler. He's got the devil. Klaus, the FBI. Klaus Schwab, George Soros, and Dick Klaus Cheney. <laughs> Dick Cheney. <laughs> this, I will give him credit. Most of the Trumpkins, the Trumpers lost their minds and, and overreacted to this, but this was pretty funny. Oh, by the way, they also put out a uh, live look at the uh, Ron DeSantis announcement and it was a, it was a rocket blowing up on the, on the tarmac or whatever, the rocket launch. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was a Musk rocket. So that was pretty creative too. But this, how long is this? Like a minute long? Like two, I think. 
Well, we'll play a minute. This is a, a mock, a, a, a satirical Twitter spaces put out by the Trump campaign like an hour after uh, DeSantis' announcement. Let's listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Ron DeSantis Twitter space. Hello. Is my microphone working correctly? George, can you just wait while we... Hello. Can you hear me? We can all hear you, George. Can you just hold on for a second? Hilfa, I don't think they can hear me. <coughs> I hear you fine, George. Just speak to the I don't microphone. think George knows how to use Twitter. Hello. Uh, can you hear me now? Can I please make my big announcement now? Everyone just... Hello. <laughs> just shut up, George. Can somebody just mute, George? <laughs> Dick, could you try not to cough on the... <clears throat> okay, so how are we going to take out Trump, you guys? Uh, uh, guys from the <laughs> FBI, this is not a private call. This is a public Twitter space. Everyone can listen in. God damn it. That guy's pretty good, the Musk impersonator. Uh, anyway, guys. I think it's the, the AI stuff. Oh, it's AI? They yeah. cracked this up pretty quick then. You know what? It's going to be fun. It really is. But uh, you know? here, Here's where uh, Trump jumps in. Okay. That concludes our Twitter space for today. Thank you to all of our... Hold your horses, Elon. The real president is going to say a few words. The devil, I'm going to kick your ass very soon. Hitler, you're already dead. Dick Cheney sounds like you'll be joining Hitler very soon. Klaus Schwab <laughs> and George Soros, I'm putting both your asses in jail. And Ron DeSanctimonious can kiss my big, beautiful 2024 presidential ass. Trump 2024, baby. Let's go. Does, does Hitler get to talk? <laughs> I don't think so. It's funny. There was 700 something thousand people in this Twitter space and I'm watching them sitting there going, I felt like I was like in a classroom. What if they call on me? What do I do? <laughs> did you, did you click uh, that you'd speak? No, no, no. I just, it was just, it, they weren't going to call on me. I was just, but I was wondering like, how are they picking who, and they picked friendly people. They picked people that support him. That's what you're supposed to do when you launch your campaign He'll take more questions, more tough questions in the next week than Joe Biden's taken in the last two years. And is there anything more ridiculous than Biden mocking uh, DeSantis on Twitter? Uh, he, oh, he, tweets, he tweets out there, uh, what is it, the link to their uh, fundraising page and says, uh, hey, our link works. Imagine being mocked on technology. His social media team is the antithesis of Trump's. It's so bad. Yeah, you know it's some you know twenty five year old you know girl from whatever Columbia, born boy. They're going, oh, let's mock, let's mock DeSantis. See, I think when us uh, like Biden or the mainstream media focuses on DeSantis, I think it raises his profile. Because there's a bunch of people in the race. Hell, Tim Scott just got in, and uh, Mike Pence is going to get in. Nikki Haley's in. They're all just, no, they're all irrelevant. It's a two-man race. It's going to be a good two-man race. It's going to be wild. DeSantis has a ton of money. He raised a million dollars in the first hour after his campaign. He's got some important people backing him, like Musk. And not officially, but... And I love the idea that Musk finishes it up. He says, anybody else, any other candidates want to join us? We could do this. See, that's Can what, you imagine? That's, I mean, that's what I don't like about DeSantis is he's got that big money behind him. I don't like that. Well, I, I, but I hear every time I tweet about him, people say, yeah, but Jeb Bush supports him. I'm like, so what? He's supposed to, people hate Trump. The Bushes hate Trump. I mean, is that surprising that Jeb Bush doesn't like Trump people? Come on. They're going to support anybody who challenges Trump. I'm, you can't disqualify a guy or dismiss him because of someone else supports him. That's like when they said, oh, the, you know, the white nationalists support Trump. Well, he can't control that. I mean, the, the, funny, I, I, the funniest thing Trump ever did was when JebBush.com lapsed, he bought it and it went to his website. That's right. <laughs> and, I, you know, I understand he's genuinely, you know, insulted that DeSantis won't step aside. But here's a huge issue that gets brushed aside by the Trumpkins. Trump can only do one term. He'll be 78 when he takes office, 82 when he's done. You know he's going to go in there, guns blazing. That, I'm, uh, that would be okay. I, again, I'm, I'll be okay with that if that's what happens. But DeSantis can do two terms. DeSantis is 44. He'd be, what, 45, 46. He would be in his prime. And it'd be something different. It'd be refreshing to have a healthy young guy in the White House for eight years. He could really change things in eight years. Trump gets four years and he's done. 
I don't know who his vice president will be. My guess, my prediction is Byron Donalds, can, uh, Florida congressman, who is really good, really tough. He likes to go, you know, into enemy territory. He goes on CNN. He goes on MSNBC. He doesn't back down from anybody. He uh, helped help him win Florida, I think. Help, he's, he's black, obviously. He's a Florida congressman who chose Trump over DeSantis, and I think part of the reason is he's on that short list for VP. So I, that's my guess. Although I put this out on Twitter last night, Ironhead, Paige Spirinak, my girl, said she's got a big announcement today. Have we found out what that is yet? Uh, she's she's betting Tom Brady, and you were right this whole time. Is it? Uh, you know, I predicted that in day one. She's Tom Brady's bounce back chick. Yeah. But she said she's got a big announcement and man, she is, is so she's as good as anyone I've ever seen on social media. You just look at and you have to click. Yeah. You just can't help yourself. <laughs> Check her out. See what she's seen. She's made the announcement yet this morning, but the, all right, uh, we got to move. It was, it was uh, again, not, not a total disaster. Trust me. I heard it. I watched it. And who cares anyway, the campaign's begun. He'll be somewhere today. I don't even want to know why a guy like DeSantis, I respect him. I like him. But he's got three little kids, a beautiful wife, and a great job as governor of Florida. He's going to start, you know, schlepping around New Hampshire and Iowa and South Carolina daily, doing interviews with everybody and, you know, dealing with these, going into diners and shaking hands. Uh, it is a hell of a challenge, and I'm glad he's doing it. I'm, I'm with him 100%, but... You got to be crazy to want to do this. You really do. Obviously, Trump's crazy. Obviously, Biden's senile. You know, DeSantis, in a way, seems almost too normal for this job. And that's why I think uh, Musk is endorsing him, because Musk said, what, a week ago, I just want a normal person. And I think DeSantis is as close to normal as you get for someone who genuinely uh, aspires to and uh, to get to the White House. But uh, I... We will move on. Uh, let's get. We'll get to the, uh, the 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 latest on the on the uh, major American corporations committing suicide is basically what it is. The latest on the t- uh, Target boycott, the Bud Light boycott. Man, when you're a cheap guy like you know, like like me, a beer drinker, and you're cheap, you're got a dilemma because they are giving Bud Light away. <laughs> <laughs> they are giving it away. And I could see some people who definitely don't want to support Bud Light saying, man, what is that? Two bucks a case. <laughs> That's a, maybe I can, uh, you know, rip the labels off the bottles and no one will know. <laughs> we'll get to that. And the latest guy to steal some medals, some titles, some awards from the girls, a real, real hero up in New Hampshire. A uh, high school kid who's kicking ass. We'll get to that and lots more. But first, all right, here's what you got to do this Father's Day. Go to MyPillow.com. Use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow's made in the USA. comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Get it now. Support this show and strike back against cancel culture. As you know, MyPillow isn't available in the big box stores, so you get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. And if uh, he's already got a pillow, he's a better idea. Half off slippers. They have the best slippers in the world. That's what I want for this Father's Day. MyPillow slippers. Just go to MyPillow.com. Use pro promo code Jerry. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. 
When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment with one phone call. Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to SheaConcrete.com. I, you know, I am genuinely baffled by this. I am genuinely baffled at Target that any company, that the Dodgers would go through with their plan to honor whoever on Pride Month, in the Dodgers case, honoring a bunch of degenerates who mock Catholic nuns, who mock Jesus and Mary. That's that thing. Get ready. That thing is going to explode. There are going to be people genuinely upset about that, including players, maybe managers, coaches, media people. That's on June 16th when they honor the sisters of perpetual indulgence. It's and they, and they've already groveled to them. They already disinvited them and reinvited them. So they're in, they're going to be on the field June 16th. And that is not going to go well. We've seen what happened to Bud Light. Oh, I just saw a latest. Where's the, here's uh, the, the update on Bud Light, which I'm loving. I've, I've never enjoyed a boycott. I don't even remember a successful boycott. I feel I get, uh, energized by this because Memorial Day is coming up, summer's coming. And when I go and get a beer and I don't get a Bud Light, I feel like I'm making a difference. You know, I'm making, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going to go up there with a vengeance and order a yingling. <laughs> I'm going to feel, stick my chest out and say, screw you Bud Light. <laughs> and, the, but we are really doing, this is a, the first boycott I can ever remember. It is really working. It is really making a difference. I think, People should be proud. People who stood up and said enough, you know, they're pissing in my face. They're insulting me. They're, they're, they're ignoring me. They, they, they're target audience, guys, middle America, middle-class guys. And they just dumped all over them. And now they are paying a price. This is from uh, Fox news today. It says some Budweiser products are being sold for free in some stores. Thanks to a new promotional rebate from Anheuser-Busch following weeks of backlash ahead of Memorial day weekend, Bud Light revealed a new promotion called the U S Budweiser family Memorial day rebate online for customers from eligible States. The rebate promises an amount quote equivalent to the purchase price of one 15 pack or larger uh, of Bud Light, Budweiser, Bud Select um, based on recent prices for Bud Light, however, in some cases, they're giving away beer for free. Online searches of local beer retail- retailers find many offers under $15 for 15-pack, making the project products free after rebate. <laughs> so uh, on Wednesday in New Hampshire, Shaw's supermarket had 30 packs of Bud Light on sale for $19.99, down from $24.99, making the price $5 after rebate. A 30-pack for $5, Ironhead. I know you're not rolling in dough, you know? You're a simple man. What do you think? Is your uh, integrity for sale? Will you do this? I'm still just upset about Miller Lite. I I can't get past it. (laughs) You know what? There's not a lot of traction to the Miller Lite, even though their campaign was worse, was worse when they threw the beautiful bikini models in the trash and shredded them in the shredder. They got away with it. They've at least been overwhelmed, overshadowed by this, but you can get a case of a 30 pack of Bud Light in New Hampshire for five bucks. This is going to put people to the test. Just how much do you want to stand on principle? Uh, Target is the, 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 um, the campaign is underway against Target. It's going to be fascinating because, uh, let me see if I can get up the latest. Uh, it's <laughs> Target has been Bud Lighted. That's the new term. <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. When you get Munsoned, or you get Bud Lighted. Now, this is from USA Today this morning. It says Pride Month has officially begun, but corporate brands from Bud Light to Target are already taking fire. It's called Bud Lighting, a strategy to crush so-called rainbow capitalism by branding companies woke and calling for boycotts. Um, Target is being targeted 
buy women. That is the difference. Women do most of the shopping at Target. Men buy the Bud Light. Men have done their job. The fellas got the job done. They have Bud Light has lost somewhere in the neighborhood of $16 billion since this campaign began six weeks ago or thereabouts. Target, we're going to see how committed women are. Target, who's selling bathing suits for kids that allow you to tuck to hide your package and chest binders for little girls. Uh, uh, so when we get to the point, we'll find out just how effective this will be, this campaign against Target. It's, it's harder to do as well. It's harder to, boy, as we've mentioned, it's easy to boycott Bud Light. You just pick something else. You pick Coors Light or whatever, Yingling, Sam Adams, whatever. There's lots of choices. It's really easy to do. I've done it. I, I ordered a Carlsberg the other night at a bar, a restaurant near me. And she says, you want the small one or the big one? And I figure it's a 12 ounce or 16 ounce, right? I say, I'll have the big one. It comes, it's like 48 ounces. Massive. <laughs> I swear to God, it was, I, I think it cost like 25 bucks. And it was not bad. I've never had a Carlsberg. I don't think it was good. And it, it got the job done. I only had one. <laughs> so it's fun. It's different. You get to try different beers and see what they taste like and see, see, you know, how you, you know, can, you know, make it, make it your regular beer. Um, Target, we're going to find out if women are committed, they'll have to go to Walmart. They'll have to go somewhere else, but they should. This display, as we mentioned yesterday, Target hired a designer who is a non-binary Satanist. We showed you him yesterday. He is just a sicko. And they went into business with him to attempt to groom children. They have kids' onesies with the pride and the trans and everything else. You've seen it already. We've covered it. What they did is nothing. What Bud Light did is nothing compared, or the Dodgers. Dodgers is pretty bad, but North Face. I don't know how many people in North Face customers. I don't even know. They sell coats, right? They sell whatever, jackets, shirts, sweatshirts, hats. This is so bizarre that there is somebody, in fact, more than one person at North Face, I don't even know where their headquarters are, in a corporate board meeting. And they've had lots of ads. Greg Kelly did this last night and he showed their ad from six months ago. And it has a, has a Brandy Carlisle song and has a bunch of people hiking in the snow and hiking up the mountains. Very traditional, good ad. Six months later, in deference to the trans mob, they come up with this, a guy pretending to be a woman, I guess, but how committed are you when you have a mustache, like a real mustache, and declaring, bragging about how he's a homosexual? You're not going to believe this. This is an ad from North Face, and it's been released after Bud Light, Target, the Dodgers, Miller Lite, after Adidas, after all that, after all the blowback, after all the criticism, this is what um, North Face decides to do for to celebrate Pride Month. Just watch this, and if you're listening, just I'll, I'll describe it. It's a guy in a dress, long hair. It's a, like a rainbow dress, long red hair, all the full makeup and everything else, and a mustache. Just a bizarre-looking guy. And this somehow is the person they chose to be the face of North Face. The face of North Face for uh, Pride Month. Go ahead, play it. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated Pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. And so Lake City, we're coming for you. Hey, of course. This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LGHGTV community. What in the hell? What in the hell is that? That's pretty yay. Patagonia, a real life homosexual? 
Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I thought he was a woman or pretending, you know, a trans woman. And he's a homeless. I guess that means, I don't even know. I, I mean, could you mock, could you mock womanhood more than that? Could you be more disrespectful to women than that guy pretending to be a woman? I think, I yeah. guess, I don't know. Yeah, you could be a, uh, someone pretending to have been a woman for less than a year selling sports bras <laughs> and tampons. It's, it's true. It's hard to top Dylan. You know what? That This guy might be worse than Dylan. I mean, Dylan at least, I don't know. Just uh, Dylan doesn't dress up like a clown, dress up like a six-year-old girl. This person with a North face at least seems self-aware. Like at the end, he's like, this is pretty gay. <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, and does that, doesn't that sound a little, I don't know, a little... Uh, outdated saying a real life homosexual what <laughs> that's the script so you're the ceo of north face whoever he is or the whatever the on the board you review that you screen that and you say yeah let's go with it that's what we want that guy and if you're patagonia is that what you want that guy <laughs> I, I, maybe they, maybe they have no rights to the name or something. I don't know, but that is so bizarre. It's just, we'll just be introducing you to the uh, latest. Uh, and that's the latest face of, you know, corporate America during pride month. Now we get the latest face of, uh, and, and it's a little uncomfortable doing this cause it's a kid, but it's a kid who's bully. It's a boy who's bullying the girls. And at some point, you have to stand up and say, I don't care if the kid, it's a kid. He's a freshman. He's, 19, he's 15 or 14. But he's, what he's doing is wrong. And, and you can't just say, well, he's a kid. Let him steal the, 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 the uh, trophies, the medals from the girls. The girls are 15 too. And the girls are hoping to you know, have a good career in track and soccer in New Hampshire High School. And in, at their New Hampshire High School. And along comes this boy and he takes away their moment, he takes away their medal, their, their, their records, their titles. Um, I think this, um, the, uh, I'm not sure this high school, do we have the high school he's with? His name is my, I don't even know how to say it. Male. Is that his name? M A E L L E. Myel. I guess he'll say it. Uh, this was tweeted out by one of these, uh, of organizations, um, freshman trans identifying male, Mayel Jacks, won second today in the girls' 1600 meter in the New Hampshire State Championship Division Three track and field. Jacks also scored points in the fifth in, in fifth place in the long jump in the high jump and 13th in the uh, long jump. So he was second in the 1600, which is the mile essentially, right? Yeah. Just, I think slightly more. Um, he helped his team. He helped the girls team to a championship Saturday after winning the 1600 meter and high jump at the wilderness championship featuring division two and three teams. So he won the 1600 in a different event. And he does a little interview where he's got at least a couple of, uh, medals and he's just he's a guy who grew out his hair and he's got like braids but obviously he's just a guy pretending so he can win he couldn't uh you know we looked it up his time in the mile wouldn't be in this in this uh, anywhere near the medal stand if he were uh running against other guys but he's not he's running against girls so he can take their trophies and uh, take their glory but let's listen to jack I mean, uh, male, what's it called? That's a kind of an interesting name. I don't know if it's his uh, dead name or if it's his new name, but his name is male or Malay or Malay. Jack from uh, New Hampshire, a new uh, icon of the uh, trans mania. Let's watch. Powered by Tim's Truck Capital, the 2023 Wilderness Championships. I'm here with the girls high jump and 1600 meter winner. If you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Miles Jacques. Uh, do you want to take us through your events today? Yeah, um, so today I won the mile with a time of 5.26 and high jump with a height of 4.11. Nice. Uh, so what were your game plans going into those? Initially I was trying to keep it low stress, not use too much energy since states is Wednesday. Um, nice. 
but it worked out well. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned states. Uh, do you have any big plans for the postseason coming up? Um, get back into training for soccer, which is my main sport. Um, okay. Nice. I'm big into. I'm a goalie, so that worked out well. Oh, nice. It was fun. Nice. Uh, well, nice job today, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you very much. God, what a pathetic interviewer. Ask this kid, what's your plans? Go, I'm going to kick ass in soccer. And I'm going against the girls. I'm going to kick ass in soccer. Uh, if you're just listening, he's got two medals. Those are for winning the mile and winning the high jump in this meet, the Wilderness Championship. So there's a girl who was deprived of her first place medal in the mile and another girl deprived of her first place medal in the high jump because this boy decided just couldn't compete with the other boys. It's disgusting. When, when are we going to? This is New Hampshire. What is wrong with these people? What's wrong with these parents? What's wrong with these administrators and coaches? Kears- Kearsage, New Hampshire. Kearsage, you get to, I mean, uh, you get to compete. No one's been driving you of compete. You go over there with the other boys because you're bigger, you're stronger, you have physical advantages. You went through male puberty. Go over there. You don't get to come over here. It's no different that a guy, you know, 18-year-old guy competing against 10-year-olds. No different. You have a physical advantage. We're not going to let you be the bully here. We're not going to let you steal the trophies, the medals from these girls. But uh, I'm sure, you know, no, everyone's afraid to call them out. Everyone will just go along and call them she. Hey, good job, says the interviewer. Hey, nice, nice. All right, we got to get, oh, man, we got to... Don't have time to do, uh, do we, uh, let's do quick, do quick. KJP, KJP, can't, can't miss this one. When, here's my rule. If he makes, if she makes me laugh out loud, we have to play it. This made me laugh out loud. If anyone knows, I mean, I assume most people know who Steven Mnuchin is. He was treasury secretary under Trump, very prominent guy, uh, economist, very wealthy guy. I mean, you've seen him. He's uh, he was on the cabinet for Trump four years and just a, a financial guy and ec- economist uh, KJP wants to make reference to Steve Mnuchin and she struggles a little bit let's watch uh, it would throw the economy into chaos uh, so just want to be really clear about this the, sev- uh, uh, the secretary treasury uh, said and has said this as well that uh, prioritization is effectively a default uh steven steven um munchkin munchkin uh said and i quote that doesn't make sense the government should honor all of its obligations and (laughs) steven munchkin (laughs) oh my god oh we're gonna miss her when she's gone no we're not before we go here's my list of famous people that everybody likes, that nobody criticizes, that everybody respects, everyone likes, everyone roots for, people that just, they have no no enemies. All right, you ready for it? We did this once before. I think we did it. Mm-hmm. Somebody else died. But Dolly Parton, Tom Hanks, uh, Michael J. Fox, and that's it. Uh, Tom Hanks definitely has enemies. People are starting to think he's got ties with Epstein. Yeah, I was wasn't sure about him on the list, but he's pretty close. Number one, easily Keanu Reeves. Oh, that's a good one, Ironhead. Keanu Reeves. All you hear about is good things when he meets people, when he bumps into you know celebrities and I mean uh, he's fans. Ch- he's charitable. But I think right at the top of the list belongs uh, Tina Turner. Have you ever heard? I mean, especially after the movie came out, we learned what a piece of garbage she was married to and what mm-hmm. the hell she went through. Yeah. But she's always smiling. People love her. They, she walks in a room and it just lights up the place. I looked at that and said, has there ever been a negative word said or written about Tina Turner? Okay. We'll bump. You want to bump Tom Hanks? Yeah. I got to bump Tom Hanks for All sure. Right, so we'll go with Dolly Parton, Michael J. Fox for obvious reasons, but although he was pretty beloved even before he got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, can it, can can you re, can he, can he, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves and uh, Tina Turner. That's our list. One, two, three, four, five people. And uh, I'll put myself on there too. And just to round it up. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Tina Turner. No, I mean, just amazing life, amazing career, great singer, performer, but just a 
the way she lit up a place. She knew wherever she went that everyone just felt better. Everyone just smiled and said, oh, good, Tina's here. And uh, she lived a good long life. She made it to 83 and had a hell of a career and a hell of a bounce back after a really bad marriage. But uh, I, we will leave it there for today. Anything else, Ironhead? I know this. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's other stuff, but not, we can get to it tomorrow. Well, nothing. we'll save it for tomorrow. Comments and questions tomorrow. It's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday, right? Yes, Friday. Good. Yes, Friday fine. before Memorial Day weekend. I love it. The summer's almost here. I can't wait to go out there and not drink Bud Light and not go to Target and not buy anything from North Face. Uh, can't wait. That's my, <laughs> I, I think it's fun. I, I'm, I've never been part of a boycott, I don't think, before. But I'm at least one that it. works. <laughs> Not one that works. That's a good point. Not one that works. This one is working and I love it. We'll give you updates every time to see how much market cap Anheuser-Busch has lost and hopefully Target too and see if these people wake up. You know what? This is really good for Ron DeSantis because this is like what he is. He's the culture warrior. It's playing right into his hands. This is working out well. This is going to be good. Anyway, that'll do it for today. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.